sneaky sneaky yeah. yeah that's cool you guys can start it that way start like it that, that way yeah sneaky jesus just randomly recording people and they don't know that they're being recorded <laughs> that's right it makes for an awesome intro to a podcast just like getting those candids at the wedding day you know yeah absolutely hey hey welcome to today's podcast this is the unconventional podcast and today we have amanda and she is with Stellar Exposure Photography. Welcome to the podcast. Thank Welcome. you. Well, we are super excited to have you, Amanda. We have known you for a couple of years. And um, you've always stood out to us as being a very go-getter photographer, um, always doing things that are unconventional in the ways of taking pictures and running your business. And we're going to kick off into the intro music right now. <laughs> Apparently, that's going to play right now. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention, but here we go. <laughs> I really dig this music. It, it is a pretty cool intro, right? All right, awesome. I like it. So, um, like I said, once again, we've known you for a couple years. I think we met where at Thomas Nelson Community College, where we started photography school, right? That's right. I think we were in a photojournalism class. Oh, yeah. We'll go to Chris. Was it photojournalism? Photojournalism. I can't remember. We, like, you were editing pictures a lot, so I w- can't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. A couple years ago. Either way. Um, so we definitely wanted to bring you on to here because we have been impressed with how you've lived your life, how you've done things, how you've been unconventional, and we felt that you'd be a great part. Not only are you living an awesome life, but you're one of the leaders of Unconventional. Yeah, um, you're proud one of, to be. Yeah, uh, one of the originals. So um, super excited to have you. And Thank we you. look forward to all that you're going to contribute to the podcast. Excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. Um, tell us a little bit about Milena and life and just where you are now. I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> that's just like the first thing that anybody will think of when they think of me I guess uh, if you if you know me um, I'm a photographer I've been doing photography since um, to, late 2011 unofficially got my business license 2012 um, I had Milena 2011 so I you know she was my inspiration she was the person that I was wanting to take pictures of every single day every minute of the day you know I'm looking at pictures online and I just thought oh man I can do that you know so just did that and you know went it kind of it became like an obsession. I've always been fascinated with it, never really realized that that's what I wanted to do till I got my first DSLR, but took classes and all that, taught some workshops with some pretty cool guys, girls, people. (laughs) Um, And so that was really, really cool. That really helped me, I think, you know, teaching people, but also like really being in the mix, like it helped, helped me learn more about my, about my art. So um, yeah, so I do that. I'm wedding photographer, photojournalist, boudoir, couples, families, children. Um, I've even tracked down s- feral cats before and had to chase those down for the newspaper <laughs> and take pictures of those. So um, I would say I'm a candid photographer. Um, I'm in and out of school. I mean, I really think that I'll be in school for the rest of my life. Um, but in addition to that, I'm the room mom at my daughter's school and, you know, just try to do everything keep it real that's awesome. juggling a lot yeah so we are having you on today because there are a lot of unconventional things about you I mean we could have like a whole list of topics that we could talk about but one thing that really has just come to mind and that I really think would um, help a lot of different people or really help moms 
is you being a single mom yourself. You yeah. are a single mom to Milena and you are running your own business. Mm-hmm. And we would like to hear more about that and what are your biggest struggles being a single mom and running your own business? Well, it didn't originally start off that way. I was with Milena's dad and he's a great guy, just didn't pan out for us, you know. I mean, great guy, like I said, but um so, you know, when I I had the support of him when when I first got got started and then after that, I, you know, I was like, man, well, I started this thing. I can't really quit. I got to keep it moving. Got to keep going. So, um a lot of my struggle really like now um, is just being so busy and having the hardest time saying no, you know, setting up two and three shoots a day. And I, I can do that because I do have a good support system and, uh, you know, I, I figure it out. Um, but I think that's one of the biggest struggles. The other struggle, I think, with everybody, everybody can relate to this, is just having the time, like just figuring out time. Like what, you know, how do you have the time to get things done? And with photographers, that's editing. So that's a big thing for me. Um, but those are probably two of my, the biggest struggles. Um, and also making sure that I'm spending the time that I need to spend with Milena because you don't get this time back. So let's talk a little bit about your time management. How do you juggle life with your daughter and shooting, what, one and two sessions a day? Yeah. It seems like maybe three more. It just, it just depends. It depends, you know, sometimes um, with the paper, you know, last week I shot 19 women in one day, you know, back to back, just doing five minute increments, headshots, all in the same place. Um, but, you know, you just do what you got to do and keep it moving. Um, Milena is in school from 8, 10. The bus picture, she's a full time student, like full time job. She goes to school on the bus, 8, 10 in the morning, gets dropped off on the bus at like 4.37 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, if I have sessions, I have a lot of time to do it. And I thought, I'm going to have so much time to get stuff done while she's at school and all that. And I mean, it's just been, it has picked up like crazy, just right. shooting, you know. So the time management thing, I think it's just um, just trying to figure out kind of, What's going to work best um, for when she's at school? What can I get done before I have to get her? Right. You know. So originally you said it already thinking that you can get a lot done during those those hours while she's at school. Have you seen uh, your photography business affect you more in the after hours when she's at home? Are you carrying over work, editing, different things like that? Um, I would say that, you know, definitely when she gets home, I try to make sure that time is for her. Um, like I get her, we have dinner together. We talk about her day at school. Usually I'm like, how's your day? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, what'd you do? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm like, how do you not know what you did? I went outside. Yeah. So now she's starting to, it's cool though, because you know, she knows that I'm going to ask her this question. So now she's like, man, I need to come up with a better response. You know? So today she's like, I had art today. I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) That's good. You know? Um, but that, I just think the biggest thing there with that is, okay, after, like when I go to the bus stop at 4.30, knowing that nothing is going to get done editing-wise, unless it's like a super huge emergency, I need to get it done. Um, and then she gets the iPad, which I don't do often. Um, nothing's going to get done till like 9 o'clock because she goes to bed at 8.30. When I say 8.30, that means very loosely 8.30 because she'll sit in her bed and yell for me for a half an hour until she actually goes to sleep. Yeah, have you ever thought for the photography business that uh, outsourcing do you think that is something that could be improved on your time management or? I think so. But the thing is, is I need to charge more. I don't really, I kind of am, you know, and Luke, you've told me time and time again, and Ashley too, just, 
um, raise those prices. And so I'm gradually doing it. I guess it's like I'm scared of change or like scared that I'm going to raise the prices and people are going to be like, oh, man, the price is high or, you know, because you always hear the people that don't get it, don't get the art, don't understand kind of the um, the photography world or this particular industry and they'll say you know man that's really high even at my cost so I would I am I have thought about that just because I won't you know I'd get a lot of my life back by doing that but I also know just by talking to you guys that it's like you know expensive it's like 30 cents per image you know and so that just adds up because I'm trigger happy so I take a lot of pictures when I'm when I'm at sessions and weddings and all of that so I definitely have considered it. It's not something that I think I can, at this point, build into my cost right now. Um, but it's something that I'm definitely considering down the road, for sure. Especially because I've seen that other people have done it, and it's been good. Yeah. Is this your photography business? Is this your only your only job, your only income? Yes. So, actually, it didn't, like, when I first got into this I was you know I just had Milena I just had her I just realized um man I really need to start making some money somehow some way um but I didn't think it was going to be through photography at first I thought it was going to be more of a passion like I'm just going to take pictures of Milena all the time and then it just turned into this craziness of well it's beautiful craziness um but it turned into craziness you know it just one thing after another, you know, people were talking, this person talked to that person. Then I started, of course, to shoot a lot for free for nonprofits and things like that. Um, just because it's like that commercial, I'd give it away, but my wife won't let me, um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I, you know, if I didn't have a mortgage, I probably would do it for free because I just love it so much. I love the connection I make with people. Um, I, it really just makes me, it really makes me happy. Like, I don't know how many times I've left shoots or meetings and I'm just like grinning from ear to ear. And like, I've even done like the, like, you know, excited, happy dance in my car to myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm such a weirdo, but you know, (laughs) it's good because that means I love it. And I wouldn't want to be, I just feel very blessed and very fortunate to have a a job. Like this isn't even a job to me to have something that I can do that I love so much that makes me happy that I find that gratification from, you know, so that's really cool. And it's cool to show Melina that you can find something like that and do it. Absolutely. I admire that about you. All right, Amanda, I love how you spend time with Melina every day. You make it a point to listen to her and hear about her day, and she expects it from you. She's getting to that point where she's expecting it, and she's going to grow to love that time with you. Um, And I love that. But I'm sure as when she goes to bed, you're editing and emailing clients and doing things, catching up on things that you couldn't do during the day. Do things pile up on you? And if so, how do you um, communicate that to your clients? Are they understanding? Do they do they respect that you are a single mom? And they do they see, do your clients see that you're trying to balance these two things? Yeah, I think that it's, one of the major things for me is like, I never use it as a crutch. Like, I'm a single mom. Like, I'll, I'll tell people like, so they understand like, hey, this is who she is. Like, this is a 
major part of my life, like doing it on my own. But I try not to like crutch on that. So if I say it's going to be 30 days till you get your wedding gallery, like it's going to be 30 days. If I do need extra time, generally I'll say, hey, I'm, you know, a few days behind. And they're like, hey, that's fine. I understand. I see you are like crazy, you know, because if they follow me on social media, like Facebook or Instagram, or if we're friends, like we keep we keep up, um, generally they're going to know like, okay, she's a hot crazy mess right now like just very busy so they're pretty understanding about it I try to make sure that I'm like I my sessions are you know I deliver within two weeks um because that's the best I can do right now and then the weddings are a month so or 30 days Mm -hmm. so usually I try to stick to those but if I do need a few extra days I just communicate with them and usually it's fine like they're like oh yeah for sure you know we understand thank you for letting us know like but I would never I've heard of some horror stories where some people don't get their wedding photography or their uh, wedding photos for you know six months and I would never without communicating like I've emailed this person I've emailed I've emailed and I just couldn't imagine being in that situation where I'm not like I'm very personal with all my clients and everybody that I'm that that I'm surrounded with really so yeah but things do pile up Things get crazy. Absolutely. And then I get scared to make a to-do list because I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going to be on that to-do list? Like this to-do list is going to be intense because mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like, how am I going to get this done? Yeah. But it always gets done. It always gets done. And it's all about, like you said, communication, communicating to your clients and letting them know. I love how you are personable. And so it's easy if you are personal and they have that relationship a relationship with you it's easy for you to approach them whether it just be some stranger and it's like this deadline due yeah it's totally different so I'm glad to hear that you are very personable and very communicative to them yeah definitely I think that that's really really important because if you you know if you don't have a relationship I think that's also when you know they're like okay hey chick when am I gonna get my pictures like They don't really care what's going on in your life, you know? Right. Because if you're just like, if you have just a business, if it's a business transaction, then it's like, let me swipe my credit card, keep moving. I don't care what's going on in your life. You don't care what's going on in my life. But the way that this goes, if you're a good photographer, is that you need to be kind of more intimate with your clients because you need to make sure that they're opening up in a way that they're, you're able to get like, you know, organic moments from the, the raw moments, like seeing them in a way that is raw, you know, that's exactly. why it's like with y'all, there's like uh, the headshots. We did those mm-hmm. earlier just for everybody out there, um, for Luke and Ashley. And, you know, I don't feel like I had to give y'all a ton of direction. Like I'm going to see certain things and I'm like, all right, chin, you know, put your chin mm-hmm. up a little bit, whatever, just because I know it's going to look a little bit better, right. you know, cause I'm looking at you, but you guys really didn't need, need much direction. I think it's cause you know, you guys are you play this game, you know, you do this. We've I say you play this. <laughs> I say you play this game. It's not, it's not a game, but you guys, you know, this is y'all's thing too. So it was really cool to just kind of keep it flowing, but we also have a relationship too. So I know that I can just be like super just myself, right. you know? So I think that's important too. Cause then people laugh. I mean, you definitely gauge your client, make sure that you're not saying something that you're going to get like in trouble for, you know, <laughs> or <laughs> they're going to be like, Oh, whoa, maybe we picked the wrong photographer. Um, but yeah. Awesome. So one of the big life changes that Ash and I took a couple years ago was joining the military. And in doing so, uh, we left home. And with that, uh, leaving myself, New Mexico, Ashley, Florida, us both coming to Virginia, 
Uh, we lost a big support system of family and friends that we grew up with that could help us with um, uh, babysitting. So for us, with having three kids, we really don't have much support. You know, we take our kids with us on all of our shoots, minus weddings. Uh, any future brides out there? Um, but uh, <laughs> um, just but, to make sure that's clear. Yeah, just want to make sure that's clear out there. But um, what is big? What has been your biggest support system or what has been the success of finding support um as a single mom trying to make this happen uh what is what has been successful for you first of all i just have to say hats off to y'all okay because not only are you doing sessions and mentoring and everything else with your with you know with your clients slash friends because you guys are the same way you guys build relationships which i think it's amazing and very very necessary um but you're also teaching workshops with like 12 15 photographers and it's like you've got your kids i mean but y'all are just amazing you are so professional seriously i was like man i can't i can't do that like oh man i brought melana tonight and she was just she's awesome she was great she is great but we love melana it just i'm like oh my gosh i mean you have, you have, you're just amazing. You guys are amazing. Well, we also have each other. Yeah. And so what we would do is, you know, especially when like our youngest was really young, if they started like getting out of hand, one of us would kind of separate while the other one's still shooting. So we have, we at least have each other. Yeah. Um, so that works in our favor. But what about you? Like, how do you manage the whole babysitting thing and the support system. Well, it's crazy because you don't want to feel like you're burdening people. And I feel like I'm burdening people all the time. Like I feel like people just wait to see that text message from Amanda (laughs) pop up on their phone. And they're like, Oh gosh, she's going to ask again. But I'm like, you know, I, my biggest thing is, and I, I remember we were talking about this earlier. Like my biggest thing is, is doing some kind of trade, like, showing them like, hey, I so appreciate your time. Hey, why don't I take your family pictures? You know, you're you've watched Melena a couple of times, or we'll start from the beginning. I'll say, hey, if you can watch Melena, you know, five, 10 times or pick her up from the bus, even if it's only like a half an hour, I just need a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Like, would you be willing to do that for me taking your family photos? And generally, I have one neighbor that she's like, heck, yes, let's do this. Yeah. Um, But my biggest support system is my mom like I would be uh, so I don't know where I would be without my mom she will I ask her to, you know can you pick Melina up from school can she stay with you the night can she come over the weekend and she is just like she's so supportive she's if she can't do it my stepdad will um, if he can't do it then I'm usually calling a friend or you know her godmother or her daddy you know so Generally, I have her every other weekend. I mean, I she's with me 90% of the time, but her dad, she goes with her dad every other weekend. So, but if I need to, like I had a wedding in Michigan and the Florida wedding, I had to switch weekends around and things like that. So he's been pretty flexible, which is nice because I don't want to have to keep asking my mom. You know, she's 60 years old. Yeah. And she's going to kill me for putting that out there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but she, you know, she she deserves to have her retired life too. Me and my brother are grown. He's 25. I'm 30. It's like, but she actually, like, she'll ask me this past weekend. She's like, Hey, can Melena spend the night Saturday? I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, cause it's been, it's been a little while since she's done that. Um, but yeah, if I didn't have her, I don't know what I would do because, you know, even situations like with, uh, 
being in relationships and stuff like that, you don't want to put that burden on that other person either. Like, especially if it's something like you're not with your child's father, because then, you know, it feels like, you know, you're building in this babysitter for the person that you're with and you don't want that. You know, I think that's important not to do that. So yeah, bless my mother. Goodness gracious, bless her. What, um, what advice would you give someone who is in your shoes right now? They're a single mom and they want to start their own business. Um, and they say they don't have a great relationship with their mom. Say they're on their, they're really on their own. What advice would you give them to help them out? Well, I think it's important, again, to, like, just add value to whoever's life you, everybody, like, everybody that you have in your life, like, how can you, what can you say that you're adding value to people's life that you know, like, your family and your friends, and, you know, if you're, if you don't have a good relationship with your family, you know, maybe try to lean on your friends some more, offer them, I don't know what kind of situation it would be like, but if, like, let's say they started an invitation business where they're going to do, like, invitations and different greeting cards or whatever, whatever it is, um, you know, say, hey, I'll make you some Christmas cards or, you know, whatever it is, like, do a trade with them and show, like, hey, I know that, you know, this is a big deal. Like I'm trusting you with my kid, but not only that, you're like opening up your home for my child. Um, if you do that, I just find that people are way more receptive to that and they find, you know, find it deeper in their heart to say, Hey, yeah, bring your kid over. Um, so I think the biggest thing is if you don't have a good relationship with family is, you know, make sure that you count, you can count on your friends, you know? Um, or even get a good babysitter, get somebody like, a, you know, high school, um, somebody from high school. If you have somebody at your church, generally, there'll be somebody that's good at church and you might have to pay them like they might not want pictures or if you're a photographer or invitations. And if they want money, then, you know, you might have to just kind of sacrifice that to do what you have to do. But keep swimming because you're going to it'll explode. Like if you really put everything you have into it, you put your whole heart into it and you're real and you know, you just do good for others and all of that, then it's really going to be tenfold what you get out of it. It's just crazy. Like so many times that I've like happy cried, like I can't even believe this is my life because it's so amazing. So don't give up on it. Like just keep pushing for it. Do whatever you have to do. I love that. We do the same. We do the same sort of thing. We, I always say we have an arsenal of sitters because you can't always rely on just one person, especially when it comes to wedding days. You need to have backup and backup. For sure. And so it's so good to build yourself a little community that you can rely on. And that, for us, has been more difficult because we don't have family here. So it's just kind of just us really putting ourselves out there and just reaching out and um, asking people. And we pay. We pay pay a lot of money for sitters. But like you said, it's just, it's worth it because your business is going to keep growing. And, um, you just, you, you need, you need that. You need that support. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. And you, you know, those people, it's cool though, too, because, you know, people, people will know if you appreciate them and if you're treating them right. And then, you know, they're more likely to help you out in situations that you need help with. Um, but I, I think it's, yeah, like I said, just do, you know, to others as you would want done to you. And I think that you, it'll be fine, you know. With all this time that you're doing for your business, what have you been able to do to find time for yourself? 
Oh, man. Time for yourself. No, I'm kidding. Actually, when I first started, like when I was really getting into it, I was like, oh, I swear I was burning out like every few months, you know, because you just get so like caught up in it. And it's your it's your life. I mean, you have your kids and your family, but it becomes your lot like your it's just everything. It becomes your identity. Right. Yeah. Like exactly it does become your identity mm-hmm. because people you know you're taking pictures for everybody and everybody's like oh that photographer or you know that kind of thing and that's who you are you're the photographer um which is cool like I dig it I'd rather be the photographer rather than like you know the bookkeeper or somebody you know like <laughs> the accountant um I mean they're cool too I love math but um what I do now like I've made it a point within this last two years it is so important to me like really basically when I had Milena like health and fitness was kind of not in the beginning because it's very hard to like have the whole fitness thing um down pack but I feel like um when I first started I there it would just it was so consuming so there wasn't really like oh are you gonna make time for yourself um no it's all or nothing like balls to the wall you are busy you need to get things done um but as time goes on you know you find out that uh, if you don't make time for yourself that you're going to it's just going to be a constant struggle of okay am I going to be burnt out okay am I going to be creative enough like to get some good shots of these people because you know people want creative like everybody can pose people well not everybody but a lot of people can pose people like from what they see in the magazines or on google or whatever it's like okay how can we set you apart like how can we make um you stand out as a couple, as a family, or whatever the case is. How can we make this represent you? So, yeah, now my biggest thing is make time. Make that time for yourself because I was getting so burnt out. Um, so now I do. I go to the gym for myself. Every morning I go to the gym. Like, I'm, I could be sick or I could just, like, have. I could be on Shark Week. I could have any type of issue like for myself and I'm still going to force myself to go to the gym because I know ultimately it's going to make me feel better. I have back problems and it helps with my back problems. It helps mentally. It helps physically. It helps everything like the gym. It's so funny. Like you hear people are like, oh, that's a gym fly. Oh, they're addicted to the gym. I wouldn't say I'm addicted, but I definitely would say like that it's something that I find as a necessity. Like that is something that's a staple in my lifestyle. Like that is something I'm going to be doing daily if I can do it. Like if I'm too busy, if I have a shoot that morning, I can't make it. I'll try to get in the afternoon. If I can't, then it's like, okay, well, I won't. But I really try to make that a priority because that's the only time I have like really for myself within that day. Because I, you know, while I'm editing at home, it's like, oh, yeah, have a nice glass of wine. Watch your TV while you're editing still. So it's not really time for yourself because you're still editing. It's not time for yourself. So it's a necessary thing to make that time for sure. And I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I do it because I still have stuff to do. It's really just about you have to like literally say this is the time that like period. You don't do anything until you go and just do that. You get your time in and you know, even if it's only like a half hour, like if you can't go for the whole hour, go and just sweat a little bit because you're going to feel better. I mean, I know that before that I had put on a little bit of weight, like 15 pounds, 10, 15 pounds. I've lost like 10 of it. And I just, I do, I feel a lot better. It makes me, it just makes me like feel like a better person. Very good. Good answers. You look great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. I have, 
as you're going to the gym, I have noticed um, not only you going to the gym, but also your diet and, and you're more um, aware of your what you're bringing into your body and different things like that. And it's also affected Malena. Yeah, Can for sure. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, because you be seeing my post, girl. <laughs> I'm posting my salads online. Um, so, no, yeah, I definitely, it's so important. Even when I first had her, like, I was, I used to eat steak and pork and all that. And I still eat bacon because bacon is not considered pork to me. Bacon is bacon is bacon. And I feel terrible, like, you know, because I know what happens to the animals. and But it's bacon. Like, you just, it's bacon. <laughs> so... Um, with that being said, I, you know, it's important to me because there's so many things that are contributing to ADD and ADHD and, oh man, what, oh, I can't even think right now of what it's called, but there's just different diseases and things like that. Like that people, children, especially it's more predominant now than I remember it being as a child. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing about all of these things, um, right. that children, you know, they have all these diseases and there's all this, all these things that are wrong with them. And I feel like I'm like, man, our parents were growing up in the seventies. Like, I feel like we should have more wrong with us, you know, (laughs) but really it's, it's honestly like this generation that's feeling the wave because like now, you know, they're putting lots of dyes and chemicals and preservatives. And it's like, if you get a bag of chicken nuggets, like Tyson chicken nuggets, you know, you have like 40 ingredients. Like what? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be chicken and breading. Why is there 40 ingredients? It's insane to me. Um, so I'm just really conscious about that. Like, I just want to make sure that I'm getting the things that are not filled with like red 40 and blue two or yellow five or whatever it is. It's like, what, what is that? Do you know what red 40 is? It's derived from a cockroach. It's crazy. It's just insane. So I don't want Melania to put that in her body. Like, I don't even want her to have any kind of, and she will. Because she's not going to always be with me and people are going to give her things and she's not going to know better. But I have to make those decisions for her, especially when she's with me. So with that being said, like, that's what I do. I try to just find the substitutes. I spend a hell of a lot more money on groceries because I'm buying things that are actually real, you know, and maybe don't last as long or whatever. Make my own stuff. Um, but it's worth it because she's going to be healthier and happier. And quite frankly, I've been healthier and happier. And I think that like with having less chemicals and dyes and things like that, um, I think it's better for your brain. Like, I don't know what, like what, how does your body even digest those things, you know, and the preservatives again, if like, if I can't read it, I'm making sure that I'm staying away from it and don't get it twisted. I still love Cheetos. But it's minimal that I balance. Yeah, exactly. Like you still get the things that you are like, oh, man, those are so good. Um, But, you know, just trying to eat healthier a lot more of the time and then like, you know, getting some Cheetos and whatever some of the time, like once in a while, once in a blue moon, I would say. So because I don't want her to feel like she's like missing out on stuff. I, I want her to know that, like, you know. I don't want her to, I don't know. I don't want her to feel sheltered. I don't want her to feel like, I mean, because, yeah, even like the toothpaste at my house and the body wash and the shampoo, it's like, I'm obsessive over it, but I don't want her to know that I'm obsessive over it. I just want her to think that this is like a normal thing. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I don't make a big deal of it. Like, well, I mean, I've talked to her dad about it, but I don't make a big deal of out of it to her dad. You know, I try to just understand that not everybody's as weird about it as me, Mm -hmm. you know? 
It's only because I have, you know, I'm more knowledgeable of it. So I'm just trying to spread that knowledge. But until then, it's like, I got to deal with it. So. All right, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast today. We are super excited that you are a part of our team. Super excited that you have devoted so much to the industry, so much to your life, to your child. And uh, we can't wait to see what's going to happen. I know. What's going to happen next? Yeah. It's all a big waiting game. It is. The sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. And when you're with good people like you guys, Mm. there could be so much that could happen. Like, so many good things. Absolutely. So, thank you for having me on. This is exciting. Absolutely. So, thank you once again. This is the Unconventional Podcast. And we can't wait until we do this again. See you later, alligators.